Welcome to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Sue and James have helped thousands to lose weight and make massive improvements in their lives with the Easy Loss Weight Loss Program, both in person and with their range of best-selling apps. So here's your host, Sue Peckham. This podcast is sponsored by GoFigure, the superfood fig powder. James and I love GoFigure and use it ourselves every day. We recommend it to our clients and now you can get 20% off every pack of GoFigure. Just go to www.gofigure.co.uk and place your order. When you get to the checkout, add the code EASYLOSS20, that's EASYLOSS20, and 20% will be deducted from your total bill at the checkout. We know you'll love it as much as we do. Hello everyone and welcome to another Easy Loss podcast. Uh, I've been very fortunate this weekend to have a friend to stay and in a flash of inspiration yesterday I thought really we should make an Easy Loss podcast. The reason um, I wanted to make an Easy Loss podcast with this lady is because uh, I went to see her speaking at a conference quite a few years ago now was really struck by some of the things that she said. James, James and I were both at the conference. We met her for the first time. We've become friends ever since. But also, uh, during the middle of last year, this lady contacted me and asked if we would contribute uh, a passage about how hypnosis can help uh, with depression and anxiety in a, a, the latest book she was writing. The lady I've got with me today is Elaine, Elaine Hansack. Sorry for mispronouncing your name there, Elaine. Called <laughs> to worse things, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. So welcome to the Easy Loss Podcast show, Elaine. Thank you very much, Sue. It's a real pleasure to, you know, to have you with us and thank you for agreeing to do this because I know we're on a kind of social weekend, really, aren't we? But um, it's, a, it's quite wet and miserable outside in the south, although I think we've got away quite luckily because I hear it's quite uh, snowy in the north, but... Uh, down here we do seem to get off a bit lighter but the the reason I, I thought it would be a really great idea for us to make a podcast together uh, was because of how many people we see on our Facebook Easy Lost Facebook group talking about all that they're struggling mm-hmm. to lose their weight yeah. because they have symptoms of depression and anxiety stress and one of the things that you speak about is a particular type of depression, which is PND. Could you just tell us what PND is? Yeah. PND tends to stand for postnatal depression. But increasingly, there's um, a much bigger awareness now that antenatal depression, as in when ladies are pregnant, that they also can suffer from anxiety and depression. So the, the main term that we all have started to using now is actually called perinatal mental mental health mental illness whatever so the term perinatal covers pregnancy and up to 12 months after a lady's had a baby right okay that's that's something i didn't realize i mean it's Mm. been a long long time since i had my children now quite often you know with with my with, with our weight loss group people will say to me well you're a size 10 how could you possibly know and to help people get over the feelings of what it feels like to you know be overweight yeah. how could you know that and of course as you know and we talked about back in 2003 2004 I was yes. overweight I was a size 18 and that's how we created the easy loss weight loss program sadly your experience is the same you know about 
postnatal depression because you actually experienced it yourself, didn't you? Can you tell us something about that? Yeah, certainly, Sue. I confess that growing up, I thought that if anybody said they were depressed or anxious, I used to think, for goodness sake, pull yourself together, get a So you had no understanding no, of it, really. not at all. And I, I was a teacher... I suppose annoyingly organised, lived my life by lists and having a baby was something I'd always wanted and I thought pregnancy and birth as well really revolved around lists and plans and things. During pregnancy, physically I was very, um, well, unwell a few times but mentally I would say I was on a high. The birth of my son was extremely traumatic and I was actually told had it been 20 years earlier or a home birth I would have been dead. That was right. it. So, so that, that was quite shock. Yes, and nobody really spoke to me about what had happened, so I didn't really understand. And then I threw myself into these huge expectations of what being a mum was supposed to be. On top of the physical effects of that traumatic birth, I wasn't sleeping, um, my diet wasn't particularly good, and all the time I was panicking really because my son was born at the end of April and I was due back in the classroom teaching in September. So, looking back right from that word go, I put myself in a very stressful position. Mm-hmm. Didn't really talk to anybody about it, I just felt new motherhood was an uphill struggle constantly. And as the. Did you feel like you were failing? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. And because I'd always come across as so confident with no matter what I did, I felt, you know, the Elaine Hanzak doesn't admit defeat. You know, I'm not the type of person that says, you know what, I'm finding this tough. Um, I wish now I had. Because, you don't know how I Yeah, and certainly the, the week that I was due back at work in the September, my son then spent 10 days in hospital. Um, it was supposed to, well, they thought it was meningitis. It turned out to be a, a type of septicemia. Nonetheless, he was a really ill little boy. Yeah. And I had to go back to 100% breastfeeding him, which, of course, you can't do and, and teach full-time. No, no. So I was given two weeks off a sick leave for my son's sake. But after that, it was at that point my GP said, Elaine, I feel this now is about you. I feel you have postnatal depression. Did that come as a shock to you? Um, it was actually relief, Sue, because, as I say, you know, as a confident, efficient person, I didn't feel I was the type who should have depression, anxiety, or any of these words that before I felt applied to other people, not somebody who wrote a list like me. Yeah. Um, and yet, just before that appointment with her, I'd had a rare moment, I'd sat down. And I'd actually flicked through a magazine, which were, I mean, we are talking 19 years ago now, mm-hmm. that um, there was a tiny article that mentioned postnatal depression. And the symptoms were lack of sleep, um, emotional roller coaster, maybe aggressive at times, all kinds of things. And mm-hmm. I actually thought, that's me. That's who and what I am at the moment. So when the GP actually gave me that diagnosis, I was actually relieved. Yeah. I think this is one of the things, because we quite often post on our Facebook Mm -hmm. group, asking for people to very kindly share their stories in newspapers and magazines. And one of the reasons we do that, now you've hit the nail on the head, somebody had written about that. Just by chance you came across that in a newspaper magazine and you began to become aware that 
maybe there was something wrong, mm-hmm. maybe there was something that you could do to get help, which you wouldn't have come across otherwise. No, I wouldn't. And I think one of the things that is really, really important, not only for members of our Easy Loss group, mm-hmm. but for any way, if, if you've had a story of mm-hmm. some kind of difficulty or challenge, yeah. that you, by telling your story, even if just one person mm-hmm. heard it and could relate to it, would get better. So I know I've kind of interrupted your story a little bit, but Mm. I think it's really important if people have experienced depression and have got help and the help they've had has been fantastic and they Mm. could point someone else in the the right direction, you can reach a vast number of people if you can get a journalist or somebody to to tell your story in a newspaper or magazine. We've been very fortunate. We've Mm. had several people as you know because yes. I always send you Excellent. links you yes. um, and one of our ladies who did some PR for us was Nikki and it was about 18 months ago and Nikki contacted well I contacted Nikki because on the Facebook group her story was fantastic standalone mm-hmm. but when I contacted her she explained to me that she'd had postnatal depression and as a result of losing her weight with easy loss and the support she'd had from the Facebook mm-hmm. group and the members she felt she'd cured, and I'm doing the inverted yes. comment things with my fingers, she felt she'd cured herself of postnatal depression, which for me was absolutely, there's not much brings me to tears, there's a, there's a few things, Amy Rackham is, yeah. uh, her, her amazing story is one of them, but I, I did feel very emotional and asked Nikki if she would agree to share her story mm-hmm. with the press, which she did, and I know of at least three other people that joined us as a result of that and have dramatically yes. changed their lives and are now helping us with PR. One of them is a, uh, an amazing lady called Sue who had problems with her heart. Right. But she'd read Nikki's story. Yes. Which was completely dissociated. She was an... Uh, she'll forgive me for saying, but she was at the other age range. She was 68, 69. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, you have the myth around it's going to be really difficult to lose weight once you get past 40, you know, and yes, all that, you know, we're all told those things, aren't we? She'd actually found Easy Loss through Nikki's piece yeah. of PR. She'd lost the weight and then she's off all her medication. Which is wonderful. It's just wonderful. It so is. The reason I'm saying that is mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm, what, what I would like to come on to talk about is that you, when I first met you back yep. in 2005, 2006, seems like longer ago, yeah, doesn't it? it? Does. Um, and you, you were speaking about personal yep. depression. You had just written your first book, yeah. And uh, your, your book uh, is called Eyes Without Sparkle A Journey Through Postnatal Illness. And that was the, the first time people had really heard about you, you know, on a yeah. wider scale. Yes. And so, can you tell me a bit about? how that book came about yeah well when from that initial diagnosis of postnatal depression i took medication i went to a support group but i still underneath i was still wearing a mask i still felt very ashamed i felt that somebody like me shouldn't have a depression like that so although i well i still carried on almost like a hamster in the wheel feeling that i had to do this i had to do that i didn't Mm. But what did happen then is that four months on, I literally was walking the streets one night wearing only my nightie. 
I'd completely crushed. I remember crushed. you the first time you told me about that, and I was um, absolutely horrified. And I just got to the point, you know, the kind of night where you've, you'd have to be up really early the next morning. Mm. So you probably, if you like me, you've written a list, what do you need to take? Yeah. You've got your passport ready, you've printed off your boarding passport, every it is, you're all mm. packed. You have your chamomile tea, your lavender bath, you watch news at 10 in case you've got to change things for the weather, yeah, yeah. all of those things. You go to bed and what happens? Can't sleep. You can't sleep, can you? You watch the clock, one twenty-three, four twenty-seven. Have, have we all had a night like oh, that? absolutely, yeah. Well, my life was constantly, my life, my brain was always in that, that hyper mode. I just lost the ability to switch off. So what happened over those few months is I, I slowly spiralled into what they now call purple psychosis. Usually it happens within a few hours or days post-delivery. It can be the first onset of what people call bipolar disorder and it is all to do with chemicals, hormones and mm. things. So that is true bipolar. For me, I was displaying the similar signs of psychotic behaviour like the walking out in the night in my nighty. I self-harmed, which was something that the previous me had thought, how stupid. Why? Yeah, yeah. How, how could anyone do and that? And all I, I can think now, it, my brain was just looking for a way to stop. I just mm. could not switch off. And that night I went walkabout. I do that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not religious, but there's a certain spirituality about me. And I... They found me curled up on a church doorstep soon. Mm. And I I felt that had geography been different of where I lived, I could have been one of those stories that breaks your heart, that new mum has been found in bits on a railway line mm. or something. Mm. They found me on the church doorstep. And I, I did, I had then treatment. I had two months in what was a, a psychiatric hospital at the time. I was actually separated from my son, which I now know could have made my mental health even worse. Mm. And it's now why I campaign for more mother and baby specialist units. Mm. We need to have them. But and I being got diagnosed with PMD yeah. doesn't necessarily mean hospitalisation. No, does it, it because doesn't. There's so much it help doesn't. out there. There's so much that could be done. And I look back on what happened to me, and I feel what could have stopped me from going as bad as I did was honesty. Mm -hmm. honesty with myself that yes you can read as many books you can get as much professional help yet the only person really in control 100% is you and you know you have got to make you've got to step up yourself take responsibility for who you are where you are ask for help um, instead of doing the I'm fine bit yeah. which one mum actually said to me hmm, you know what that stands for I'm fed up. There is another version, but I'm yeah, far too polite to, like to say, say that. I'm fed up, <laughs> insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Yeah. So when, when someone says to you, how are you? Is you say, I'm fine. Yeah. No, if I you're not, completely, yeah. tell them. You know, maybe they don't want to know about your piles and your bunions. Yeah. But generally speaking, yeah. somebody who loves you, somebody who cares for you, somebody who genuinely wants to know, how are you? And people are mind readers, them. are they're they? They're not. They're not. And, the, you know, I look back and I pushed my mum away. Mm. Um, I pushed lots of people away. And, you know, just maybe. And maybe. there are lots of people that yeah. really and truly genuinely want to help. Aren't yes. They? Bringing it back to our Facebook yeah. group, that's been one of the most oh, yes. phenomenal things for me. I mean, yeah. we're up to 13,300, I think, because we were... Yeah. I was yeah. showing you um, this morning uh, some things on yeah. how to do Facebook, different things. And 
uh, I just went on and showed you the, the numbers on the group because you were flabbergasted, weren't you, to mm. see how it had grown from, wow, yes. you know, in just yep. three years. Yes. And it's one of the things we get reported time and time mm. again, people posting saying this is the most positive, the most supportive yep. group. And there are people out there, whatever your problem, yes. you can find a positive, supportive, yes, it doesn't can. need to be a massive group of 13,000 people. No. Which I have to say, you know, if I've never done anything else, and if James and I mm. never have achieved anything else with Easy Loss, I feel so proud yeah. that we were created that. Yes, totally. To support people with our app. Yeah. Now, as I said, we met in 2005, yeah. just after you'd published your first book, The Eyes Without yeah. Sparkle book. Um, and ju- just to let people know, don't worry about scribbling this down. I will put a link to everything we're talking about in the Facebook, uh, in the uh, podcast uh, show notes when, when we finished. So uh, I will put links to everything for you for anyone that wants to find out more. We'd stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. I'd been telling you and feeding yep. back to you about yep. success stories I'd yes. heard with the Easy Lost stuff, and you started recommending, didn't you? Yes, I did. Easy Lost stuff. To yeah. people who were writing to you and saying, no, I'm depressed, I'm down, I'm yeah. overweight, I'm this, I'm that. And you started saying, well, maybe give this a try. Yeah. Th- this could help. It's inexpensive. There is a support group. Yeah. And people started feeding back to you, didn't yes, they? Yes, they have done. And what, what was it that you feel about the Easy Loss virtual gastric band up that started to make the difference to people that you were well, hearing I from? Well, I think... I've, I've found through my journey, because what happened when I when I had my book published, I decided that came around because so many people still had that stigma of, oh, it's not mm-hmm. like you to have had a mental illness, yeah. pull yourself together. So I, I, hadn't, I wrote my story to show people that it can happen to anybody, yeah. that yet yeah, the hope, that four-letter word of hope is out there, you can get better. And I've since been told that there are at least four, no, five ladies who are still alive because they've told me that my story has made that That's difference wonderful. to them. And if I do no more with my life, Sue, with that, I, yeah. I feel it's enough. So going back to 2005, I gave up my teaching career because I was on things like This Morning, BBC Breakfast. And again, every time people heard my story, they said, you need to tell more and more. So I've spent the last 10, 11 years continuing to share and every now and then I get what I call my Tesco moment when I think, enough now. <laughs> you know, people have heard my story. I'm, I'm going to work in Tesco. It's far less stressful or whatever. There are other supermarkets available, Fable, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, and then I will get a message from somebody saying, Elaine, Elaine I, I read an article on you. I, I did something you suggested. And because of that, my life is so much better. And that's what motivates me. And over the years, I I didn't have another baby. I would have dearly loved one, and that's part of the story as well. But it's one thing that so many people have come back to me and said, Elaine, I had a dreadful time with my first baby, whether or not it was antenatally, the birth, postnatally. As a result of it, my relationship's broken down. I feel I'm too fat. Nobody would want another baby with me. I can't sleep. And all of these negative things that have been in the way to stop them from having another baby. Now, I feel nobody has got the right to say, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't. Mm. But what I wanted to do was find out what are the ways people that, if they have got that even tiny hope still inside them, that maybe, just maybe, I, we could have another baby. What are the ways that we can find that help them to achieve that? 
So about three years ago, I started work on this and I surveyed about 100 families and said, you know, have you had another one? Yes, no, what are the things that helped? And instead of giving a plan for people, what I aimed to do was almost a library because I find that there's not one cure, there's not one relief, there's not one method that's good for everybody. In my journey, there were various things that helped in my recovery. They suited me eventually. They might not somebody else. Mm. So I wanted to collect a whole range of things that help people, like the colouring books. I know people at the moment, some people are finding those are really effective. There's two things that I felt still to this day, one of them particularly refers to sleep um, and lack of it. The other is relaxation. And I find that if I'm not sleeping, everything else seems to fall apart. If I don't relax properly, I'm twitching. And what do I do? I'll go to the fridge. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that there's not just me that's like Mm. that. There are people that decide that they need a glass of wine every night. They need those extra chocolates. They'll finish off their children's meals. They won't because they feel they mustn't waste them. So one of the things that lots of ladies in their stories said to me was about their weight. That the fact that on top of maybe their previous postnatal depression, that they put on that baby weight three, four, five, six years down the line, they haven't lost it. And that's impacted on their relationship, which is impacting on their potentially could they have another baby? So it was another thing that you felt you yeah. could put in your library. Yeah. yeah. And I know you, you know, you've very kindly, you know, you've mm-hmm. recommended Easy Lost to a lot of people. And then last year, mm-hmm. when you were writing your second book, the yeah. um, Another Twinkle in the Eye, contemplating another pregnancy after perinatal illness. Yeah. You asked James and I if we would contribute yes. to your book. You've got lots of people. It was the library idea, yes, wasn't it? it was, you had definitely. lots and lots of different people yes. contributing to your book to, as to how different things, the different resources out there for you. Oh, and, yes. And we wrote a little bit in that book for you and you kindly um, pointed people in the direction of the Easy Loss, yeah. the Easy Loss app. It's been wonderful to be able to to realise that you help people further afield than what you originally thought you would. Yes. Um, it's been great for us. You know, we, yes. we've been, been friends for, for so many years now and I, I love that. I, I'm flying off to Manchester for the yeah. weekend up to, to visit Elaine and we, we've had some wonderful times. Again, people tend to look very negatively on their experiences, you know, oh, I wish I hadn't been overweight for so yeah. long, I wish I'd done something about it, wish I hadn't had postnatal depression. We, as you know, we have our apps to change the way you think, and one of yeah. the ways that I would think about, you know, you could say, oh, it was awful, Elaine had a terrible time mm-hmm. with postnatal depression, or oh, Shane Sue was the size 18 and, and yeah. felt so bad about herself, or you could say, as a result, of having postnatal depression, Elaine went on to write a book and, well, two books now. Yes, two. And is helping thousands of people all over the world. And I hope you don't mind me saying, but you also go to Parliament, don't you? Yes, I'm starting to do that now. You don't just just walk up and hang about outside. (laughs) You you actually get invited to go in and speak to members of Parliament and you get invited to go and uh, talk to health professionals and that type of thing. So, you know, I, I... 
don't wish it to sound as if I'm being trivialising it, but you wouldn't have had the opportunity no. to do all those no, things. not at all. We would never have met. No. no. Because I, you know, if I had never become a hypnotherapist and started to yeah. become really passionate about weight loss, if James hadn't said, you know, come on, you know, yeah. you can do this, you yeah. know, we need to do this to be, you know, people can't come and see you, <laughs> like that, you know, for, for how we weight loss. If those things hadn't happened, you wouldn't have two books out. No. You wouldn't have met, you know, I know you've met thousands of people. You've travelled the world, haven't you? Yes, I have. Um, you know, we were yeah. just talking this weekend. You've been invited to speak in Australia. You've been yeah. invited to speak in New Zealand. No one would have. No. If you'd just carried on no. the way you were. So maybe, looking back, it was a good thing because it's yes. meant that you coming out and telling your story is helping other people. Yeah. James and I coming out and talking about the Easy Loss program is helping other people. So, okay, you can put that all behind you now, but now you can help lots yeah, more people. And again, when, like we were talking about earlier, if anyone's got a story, that by sharing their story, just one person might be helped by hearing yeah. it. Yeah. It's a wonderful, and you don't know where it's going to lead you. No, you don't. And I, I, we are all so good, aren't we, at putting ourselves down? And the fact that, well, who am I? I'm just a nobody. Yeah. You know, I'm not some glamorous celebrity that is in the pages of Hello magazine. Um, who will want to know my story? But people do. Don't people they? do want to know, and I've always had that that impression. When I, I know when I was was ill, and I was there in my dressing gown most of the days. Um, yeah. I'd put daytime television on and I'd look at these people on the sofas and I would almost be scornful at them it's all right for you looking like that and yeah. doing whatever yeah, you know you're not in this too. pit that I'm in now yeah. um, and yet now I know that when I'm privileged enough to be on one of those sofas there would be people looking at me thinking look at her in that smart suit or whatever with a makeup on and whatever um, but well there's no but it's about the fact that, yes, I know I can inspire people because I am just an ordinary person. Yeah. And by being an ordinary person, what you do, you inspire other people because you think, wow, if she's been through it, I yeah. can do it. And because these days, um, social media now is so responsible for so much mm. more uh, awareness, mm. and people, it's so easy now to say, this is happening. Yeah. And, and I've always approached it well from the one, if I just one person mm. does something differently because they think, yeah. oh, I've never heard of purple psychosis. Mm. Wow, my niece has just delivered and she's talking about the God and devil and what wandering yeah. around as opposed to walking out of the room. Interesting you say that. That's something that's help. being featured on EastEnders yes. at the moment, isn't it? And I yeah, know we talked about it and you said they're doing it very well. They are. And again, I applaud um, drama series a documentaries and things like you on that great program last week. Oh, uh, the How oh, to Lose Weight well on Channel yes. Four. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was brilliant. Oh, David Rose Mass and what a star! Oh, brilliant. And Absolute on the program, they showed his journey for just for six weeks, and he'd lost two stone. Yeah, bless his heart, he's lost five know, stone now. Incredible. In fact, he'll probably phone me after this podcast goes out and say, "No, it's six stone now, Sue, because he's yeah. on this journey." He's, oh, he's, he's such a great ambassador. For it is. Lost. It's great. And, and with things like that, with, East, with EastEnders decided that they would 
In fact, one of the writers apparently was in touch with um, a professor that I, I, I know quite well, Ian Jones from Cardiff University, right. who has worked for many years alongside a charity called Action on Purple Psychosis, and they've done amazing work with resources, information for women with this illness. Okay. And the guy from EastEnders apparently said, what is this? Don't know about it. Yeah. So Ian explained how um, it is about generally about bipolar uh, ladies with bipolar that they can if they're not treated properly if they're not on the right medication can literally develop what is a very very scary illness yeah. relatively short-lived if it's dealt with properly and there are okay. ways to minimize it with medication but they've actually um, researched it properly two ladies that i know well who also have suffered from the illness only relatively recently in the last five years they've been on set they've actually um, helped Stacey or the character of Stacey yeah. Lacey she's called in real life to put this together and I think it's stunning absolutely amazing so Elaine if people want to get in contact with you if they've got any questions about it yep if they write into us at info at easyloss.co.uk yep I'll forward the information yep on. lovely so if you want any more information on what we've talked about today, anything at all that we've talked about today, there will be lots of links on the podcast show notes. But also you can contact us on info at easyloss.co.uk. And if you've got questions for Elaine, I'll forward them on to her and you'll be happy to answer those, won't you? Absolutely. You know, or so, point yes. people in the direction of somebody that can help them. Um, so we're just about to wrap up for today. Mm-hmm. There were one piece of advice or a couple of pieces of advice that yep. you could give people in a nutshell what would that be i think the first thing is that life is about making choices i know i could have chosen after i had postnatal depression to quite bluntly sue be a miserable so and so the rest of my days i've chosen to be positive i've chosen to move on from that and i'm loving life at the moment um, so make the choice that if you're not sleeping well you're not you're eating the wrong things choose to do something differently and my second thing really would be about communication. Communicate with yourself openly and honestly. Communicate with other people. And who knows that by sharing your choices and communicating those with others, you too can make a positive difference to, to your life as well as the people around you. And you never know, could even create a new life. That's brilliant, Elaine. Thank you so much. That's the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to have your feedback about anything that we've talked about. Please, if you know of anybody who might get some benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them. There's a little share button on your uh, on the homepage, podcast homepage. Just share it and just let them know that there is help out there. And uh, we're going to dash off now and meet up with James uh, before Elaine heads off to the airport for a flight back to Manchester hope you have a really great day we're gonna go on and have a great day here and we'll speak to you again very soon bye for now you've been listening to the easy loss weight loss show remember to press the subscribe button to get regular podcast updates and if you've enjoyed this show remember to share it with your friends thanks for listening